0: The semiconductor market has been very popular thanks to this AI craze. We see companies like NVIDIA up 174% year to date. But on today's episode, I don't want to take a closer look at NVIDIA. I actually want to take a closer look at four semiconductor companies that I believe investors should keep their eye on. Let's take a closer look in today's episode. All right, so let's just take a closer look at a semiconductor ETF and how it has done against the overall market. First, we take a closer look. The semiconductor ETF is up roughly 44%. The Qs are up roughly 33%, and the S&P 500 is up 12% year to date. And the semiconductor market is a market that I personally am super bullish on, and one that normally tends to outperform the rest of the market. Yes, it might be a little bit more cyclical, but we can see in the past year the semiconductor has outperformed. In the past three years, the semiconductor has outperformed. The same story could be said in the past five and in the past ten years as well. And right, so this is why I believe that semiconductor market is my favorite environment uh, my favorite my favorite market to invest on like i mentioned today what I want to do is take a closer look at four companies that i believe are are great additions to my portfolio, either increase my position or add as a new position into my overall account. So we can see I'm kind of taking a closer look at that Vanik SMH or the semiconductor ETF. It's up 44%. The other four companies, some of them are kind of within the average. Two of them are very close to that semiconductor ETF performance, but two of them are kind of underperforming the market um, dramatically. So the four companies are Applied Materials, Qualcomm, Microchip Technology, and Monolithic Power Systems. And later on, I will explain a little bit about each company and why I believe they do have some long-term potential. But first, I want to take a closer look at some of their free cash flows to just showcase, hey, look, all three companies are healthy. Even though we are kind of seeing this kind of semi m- semiconductor market downturn, especially in the consumer space, All three companies are positive in free cash flow. And that's what I like to see, right? Certain companies are obviously a lot bigger than others. So for that reason, maybe their free cash flow tends to be a lot higher. But overall, we can see all four companies are positive in free cash flow. The first company I want to take a closer look at is Applied Materials, ticker A-M-A-T. And for those that are not familiar with Applied Materials, this is a company that provides semiconductor equipment needed for the manufacture of semiconductor products. And we can see another great thing about Applied Materials is we did see it's positive and free cash flow, but it also has a dividend yield of roughly 1%. Not the greatest thing, but if okay, I believe there's both a Prosper... Of kind of growth opportunity in forms of market, but obviously growth through dividends. So what's happening in the semiconductor space right now? So what might be creating some weakness in this stock in the short term? So right now we are kind of seeing this macroeconomic environment where a lot of semiconductor manufacturer giants are seeing a slowdown. And because of that slowdown, they're not spending a lot of money on equipment, right? So that's what's causing a little bit of this kind of negativity in the current market. In the long term of things, in the long term of things, though, there are a lot of bullish trends for the semiconductor market and also for the semiconductor equipment era. And the main reason is there's a lot of things happening. First, there is kind of a new structure happening in how semiconductor companies are kind of, or how advanced semiconductors are being manufactured. I've talked about it in different products like gate all around. We're also seeing seeing things like 3D NAND and 3D DRAM. So right now, there is a nice shift in the way kind of semiconductors are going to be produced in the future. There's also new forms of architectures and new forms of accelerators. And that's also kind of changing the way certain things are being built. Again, there's also things like we are seeing domestically and internationally where countries want to build their own semiconductor products in land right so we're seeing a huge influx of semiconductor manufacturings being built out all around the world here in the united states we have the chips act so for a semiconductor equipment all this is really really great news new ways to shrink semiconductors the advanced packaging that we're seeing and Applied Materials has a nice amount of solutions for all those new innovative things. For example, here with the gate all around, which is one of the new ways that advanced chips are going to be made, Applied Materials believes that this is an incremental $1 billion opportunity per 100K wafers, um, wafer sizes, right? So we can see they are definitely kind of focusing in future growth with things like patterning and advanced packaging. So I do believe advanced um, so I do believe applied materials is a great play right now due to numerous reasons here in the semiconductor market now the second company we're going to take a closer look at is Qualcomm ticker QCOM this is another giant here in the semiconductor space they do provide and create processors that are mainly known as the snapdragons that go on phones So most people know Qualcomm as a phone company, but it is more than that, in my opinion, and I'll explain a little bit more. But another thing that we can see is the dividend yield for this company comes in at 2.7%. I do believe this has the chance of kind of shifting a little bit as they kind of focus a little bit more on growth. But again, you do have that kind of growth story and dividend story here. Before I go a little bit more about Qualcomm, if you guys are enjoying the episode so far, make sure to hit the thumbs up, make sure to hit the subscribe button. I'm trying to hit 30k by the end of this year. Also, if you want to learn more about the semiconductor space, I do have a membership where I do kind of weekly deep dives or weekly how-tos about the semiconductor space. Make sure to join that. And finally, I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video. And check out fool.com slash jose for the 10 best stocks to buy now. With that link, you get a promotional offer for the subscription service. Now, let's continue with today's episode. So we can see here if we take a closer look at Qualcomm's most recent earnings right now what's really impacting this company is again the macroeconomics consumer spending is decreasing so they are seeing kind of lower sales in the handset or the mobile market which is a big portion of this company's total revenue. I do believe this is more short-term lift in the future people are going to buy more phones once everything kind of goes back to normal that it is a growing market but they're also in other growing markets like the automotive industry they do provide a nice amount of semiconductor solutions for the automotive market especially things like advanced driving uh, assistance systems and also autonomous systems as well but not only that they are really big in internet of things for example in internet of things their chips go on the meta quest headsets right so there's numerous kind of products out there in the consumer and in the industrial internet of things from robotics and to like i mentioned vr ar gaming and other kind of products that Qualcomm chips go into and I do believe that's another great opportunity here for this giant. Another thing is um, this is a company that just recently started to produce chips that go in Windows products as well so that's another growing market. Unfortunately right now that is a market that is kind of dwindling again with that consumer spending but I do believe a lot of these the pain that Qualcomm is seeing is short-term lift so Qualcomm comes in with number two now number three is a company that I feel I don't I haven't really talked about in this channel too much maybe I might have only mentioned it once and that is microchip technology and this is ticker mchp microchip technology market cap of 42 billion dollars another dividend yield of roughly two it is positive in cash flow it is positive in earnings and this is a company that designs microcontrollers and microcontrollers are products that are used all around the world for all types of different industries here if we take a closer look at their fourth quarter fiscal year of 2023 revenue mix we can see that their mic mix signals and microcontrollers are roughly 58 percent of this company's total revenue for those not familiar for those that might be familiar of a product called arduino um, which is a microcontroller that is used a lot in the engineering field microchips chips actually go on the Arduino and some of the Arduino products. Um, So that's a great product there that I believe uh, has numerous, numerous growth plays in in the market. The other 25, 8% comes in analog and other 14 come in other markets. We can see overall, this company has grown its revenue at some great place or or at some great levels, 16.4% compounded annual growth rate since 93 and we kind of see that growth even in recent years. They are also kind of shifting into different markets. 41% is in the industrial market. I personally believe the industrial market is pretty big with things like robotics and automations. And those microcontrollers can definitely, definitely help out in that space. The second biggest is 19% the data center. Again, another big play. 17 is the automotive. Uh, uh, third place is automotive with 17%. So those, if you guys follow me, Those are the three biggest markets that I am very, very bullish in the semiconductor space. Now add microcontrollers into the mix. This is a company I like a lot. Um, We can also see the consumer market is very small, only 12% of this company's total revenue. So overall, a company I am enjoying a lot. Another thing, this is a company, like I mentioned, all of these have provided strong cash flow through generations, through various semiconductor cycles, even the negative cycles that have happened throughout this market. And we can see this is a company at Durable Space, uh, like I mentioned the industrial market hits everything from industrial. We can see space, we can see automotive, medical, data center, aviation, defense, and the list goes on and on. And here we can see kind of the the solutions that they hit from microcontrollers to other kind of analog solutions that work with it. Um, So this is not a fun company, I want to say, but if you are an engineer or if you kind of work in the tech field, I think this is a company that becomes really, really fun and really, really exciting. And I think I'm just geeking out a little bit, but I am super excited about this player. We can see adjusted free cash flow per share has increased dramatically over the years. So great news. We can also see their margins also increase throughout the years, which is another great sign as the company continues to evolve into greater markets. Here they even break down their revenue by mega trends like we saw data centers was close to 18% of total revenue and we can see how those are growing at some dramatic pace. Internet of things ADAS which deals with kind of automotive segment the 5G market IOT the EV all those are growing at dramatic levels so I'm super super excited to see this mix. Now the final company is another semiconductor company that I don't believe I've talked about much in this channel, but I do believe it does get in a needs some kind of of eyes on it and that's monolithic power systems. And this is traded under the ticker NPWR market cap of roughly 24 billion dollars dividend yield of roughly 0.8 percent for those that are not familiar what this company does is they do provide a lot of semiconductor solutions that deal with power systems so dc to dc converters and that's really needed especially in things like ev where you're maybe converting a high power source into maybe a lower maybe trying to amplify it um so a lot of power solutions and power solutions are hitting different markets from like data centers from automotive, from robotics, from Internet of Things. So again, another player that hits variety of different positions. Um, We can see a big portion of this company's revenue comes from DC to DC, those power systems, and they're hitting things like storage and computing, enterprise data, automotive, industrial, communication, and consumer. And if we take a closer look at their kind of presentation slide uh, that they presented on May 10th, we can get a little bit more insight of the company. We can see a nice amount of growth in 2021 and 2022. 2023, the analysts estimate that this will grow at a small pace, But regardless, I do believe they do have growth opportunities because they're hitting numerous growth drivers in the computing they're doing. And and I'm going to show you guys they're in the GPU markets. They're in the kind of motherboards for server CPUs. They're in the automotive, in the industrial, in infrastructure and consumer. This is very similar to kind of like a Texas instrument that they have numerous products. It's not one product that is leading charge for this company is where they have thousands and thousands of products and they are just kind of being used in everything and in all different kind of parts in the semiconductor space, and kind of semiconductor boards as well, so there's not one main product. And we can see right. Certain products are pretty new for them. For example, the enterprise and data. That's a market that was roughly 8.6% in 2020. And now in the quarter one of 2023, it's roughly 10.5%. We can see the automotive market used to be uh, a year ago, used to be 16.7. Now it's closer to 23.3. So they are in huge growth opportunities. And look at this. If we take a closer look at their servable addressable market, they uh, they believe their total their total market is roughly twenty one billion in twenty twenty one, and the main reason are three main players. Automotive is expected to be roughly seven billion. Motion controls, which is robotics, is four billion, and cloud computing and service storages is roughly four billion. So those three players alone are roughly. Uh, I, I want to say that 's what fifteen billion dollars of that twenty one billion and those are three markets that i'm very very bullish on i want to showcase a little bit more for example here in the kind of the data center market there are power solutions are used in numerous products for example the cpu server board in gpu ai servers in the racks in the data centers and they believe this is greater than the four billion servable addressable market here for example the cpu server itself is roughly one billion and they are they're using their solutions in different things like cpu power like memory power like point of load if we take a closer look in the data center market in the rack themselves they are in different power solutions here in the automotive market right we can see the different applications where you can use their power solutions from things like electrification from body control and others to lighting so for me i am enjoying these four semiconductor companies I do believe they're not as popular and not as fun as Nvidia or AMD, but I do believe they have the opportunity to provide some great results. So let me know in the comments below, are you excited about any of the semiconductor companies? And let me know if you want me to do a deeper dive in any of them in specific. So take care, have a good day and see you next time.